that heaped upon him was the sin of humanity. And in that moment, watch this, God the Father with his two principles of justice and mercy, when Jesus Christ was dying on the cross, what did Jesus say? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In those moments when he was forsaken, the justice of God was being vindicated. And he bore upon his body your sin and my sin. And God in that moment turned as if it were from his son who had lived in eternal glory with him. And in that moment of separation, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, paid the penalty for your sin and mine. That's why the transaction of the cross is absolutely essential to your salvation and mine. And that's what makes Jesus Christ the only Savior, the only adequate Savior, the only true Savior in the world. That's what Christmas is all about. And you see, three things happen on that cross. The Bible says in the giving of his life, he redeemed us towards sin. That is, he paid the price that sin had cost. Secondly, in the giving of his life, he reconciled us back to the Father. Not only have our sins been forgiven and paid for once and for all, but we have been brought back into a relationship of oneness with the Father. And thirdly, the act of propitiation, that is, the sacrificial price of his son paying for your sin and mine. How could God in his love reach down and save us when we violated his justice and his laws? The justice of God must be vindicated in the coming into this world of God himself and paying the price by giving of himself to bear our sins. Then the justice of God was vindicated and now God can save sinners like you and me and having saved us, he can still remain the loving God and the just God because he did not violate his own principle of requiring justice and the penalty of sin be paid for. I want to tell you, my friend, God Almighty left glory in heaven and came into this world, the preexistent, incarnate, virgin-born Son of God, in order that you and I may have life. Now, interesting what this angel said, back to Luke chapter 2, and how he said it. He said, for today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, but if it left out verse 10, we may have a reason to question something. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, watch this, good tidings of a great joy which shall be for all people, not just shepherds, not just Jews, but Jews and Gentiles alike. The gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news of the coming of God in the flesh, dying upon the cross and dying for us. You see, that word substitution and this whole idea of Jesus Christ dying for us is what Paul meant in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, when he said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but now Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. And what? Gave himself for me. Gave himself for me. Substituted himself for me and for all peoples of all ages. Isn't it interesting that when God made his covenant in the 12th chapter of Genesis with Abraham, he not only made that covenant with Abraham to bless him and the nation of Israel, 
but he also included in that that all the nations of the earth, all the Gentiles of the earth, all the families of the earth would be blessed through the one who would come through his loins, whom you and I know is traced in Luke and in the book of Matthew, those chapters there, as the Messiah. Jesus Christ came to fulfill the prophecies of the Messiahship. He came as a promise, a covenant promise to Abraham, but one who would bless all the nations of the earth. The Lord Jesus Christ came to die for all men of all races, and we benefit from that only as we accept by faith the testimony of Scripture and receive personally into our life Jesus Christ in His person as the payment for our sin. He came for the purpose of dying that you and I may begin life and have life eternal. You're listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Jesus is much more than a baby in a manger. He's God, and He came to earth to offer us freedom from the grip and penalty of sin. So the joy of Christmas is in knowing Jesus as your Savior. Find out more when you visit our website, intouch.org. And that's where you can listen again. Click Today on Radio on our homepage. If you'd like to have a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, you can order online at our bookstore. The title is Our Savior. Or order the teaching set, Good News of Great Joy. Our web address again is intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer, you can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. The first valuable thing we do for God is receive His unique gift. An explanation is just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Dad, Dad, Dad! What, buddy? Did you wear a ground-off gift? You still want to get the same one we talked about last night? Yes. I think we got it. Merry, hey, Merry Christmas! Christmas. Come on in. Oh, thank you, Nolan. The prayer blanket. The prayer blanket. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, Christmas is a time of sharing. Go to intouch.org slash store to find gifts that bless for the Christmas season. Do you take sermon notes on the back of your bulletin, jot scripture references on the offering envelope? Start keeping things in one place, one organized place, with the InTouch Note-Takers Journal. This leather, soft journal contains 150 pages for taking notes and includes Dr. Stanley's 30 life principles. Find everything in one convenient place with the InTouch Note-Takers Journal. Call toll-free 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. You're listening to In Touch. In the sixth verse of John chapter 14, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. Now I want to ask you a question. As you look back over your life, has there ever been a time in your life when you recognized your need, listen, not just of God, lots of people talk about God. All kinds of people today are talking about God. Has there ever been a time in your life when you recognized your personal need of Jesus Christ 
and His death on the cross as payment for your sin. And has there ever been a time when you confessed your sin to Him? That is, you told Him about it. Repented of your sin. That is, you had to change your mind about sin and your life and God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And by an act of your faith, you said in your own words, Lord Jesus, I here and now receive you as my personal Savior. I am surrendering my life to you. And from this moment on, I am claiming you as my Savior, my life. Has there ever been a time when you received this pre-existent, incarnate, virgin-born Son of God, God Himself, into your life as your Savior. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. You can learn more about the only way to receive forgiveness and eternal life at intouch.org. And if you have a story about what you've learned through this program, please share it with us. Tomorrow on In Touch, the birth of Jesus fulfilled a centuries-old prophecy hear about our Messiah as we highlight more of the good news of great joy, Tuesday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Many Christians are familiar with the beautiful and tender words of the medieval theologian Bernard of Clairvaux in hymns like, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, Jesus the Very Thought of Thee, and Jesus Thou Joy of Loving Hearts. Like other church fathers, he also preached on the topics of Advent and Christmas and had rich words to share. As well as a theologian, Bernard was a church reformer, a mystic, and abbot of the Cistercian Monastery at Clairvaux. He played important roles in both ecclesiastical and secular politics, particularly as a preacher of the Second Crusade. Because of his eloquence and emphasis on divine love, Dante made him the final god of paradise in his divine comedy. He was also cited by major Protestant reformers like Luther and Calvin in support of justification by faith. Although Bernard is known for holding a high view of Mary, the overall focus of his Sermon 9 about the Nativity remains squarely on Jesus. It was built around a repeated refrain, quote, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is born in Bethlehem of Judah. In the first part of the sermon, Bernard emphasized the absolute wonder of that proclamation. Quote, A voice of gladness has resounded in our land. In the dwellings of sinners, a voice of joy and salvation has been heard. The good news has been announced. News of comfort, news of rejoicing, worthy of all acceptance. Rejoice and give praise, O you mountains, all you trees of the forest. Applaud before the face of the Lord, for now he's coming. Hear, you heavens, and you earth, give ear. Let the whole of creation be astounded and give praise. But you, O humans, above all others. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is born in Bethlehem of Judah. Bernard described this news as the sweetest, the most delightful, and the best to ever come to earth. Words were inadequate, he said, to express the love that wells up in his heart at the beauty of the message. He then explained that every word in the sentence is full of meaning. The name Jesus points to him as the source of salvation. The title Christ points to his anointing and the healing unction he provides. The title Son of God points to his greatness and the gifts that he gives. Bernard then continued, Take courage, you who are lost, for to seek and save that which was lost, Jesus now comes. Return to health, you who are sick, for with the ointment of mercy, Christ comes to heal the contrite of heart. 
Rejoice, all you who are ambitious for great things, for the Son of God descends on you to make you co-heirs of his own kingdom. Why has the Son of God become man but in order to make all men sons of God? Who then will resist his will? Jesus forgives us. Who then will condemn us? Christ heals us. Who will hurt us? The Son of God raises up. Who will put us down? Jesus is born. Let the person whose sinful conscience deserves eternal damnation rejoice, for Jesus' pity exceeds all crimes, no matter how great their number or enormity. Christ is born. Therefore, let the person who is tormented by deeply rooted voices rejoice, for no spiritual illness, no matter how chronic, can stand its ground before Christ's healing ointment. The Son of God is born. Let him whose habit is to desire great things rejoice, for the giver of great things is at hand." End quote. Then Bernard explained the phrase in Bethlehem of Judah. Bethlehem means house of bread, so we need to receive the food that comes from heaven in Scripture and in Christ, who is the bread of life. He noted that Jesus could have been born in a palace, but instead chose a small poor village, because the only commodity, absent in heaven and abundant on earth, is poverty. Citing Genesis 49, Bernard defined Judah as confession, concluding that we need to become like Bethlehem and Judah, receiving Jesus by faith, confessing him with our mouth, so that we may be saved. Bernard's sermon is a reminder of just how easy it is to miss the astonishing wonder of all that the Incarnation means. So to celebrate Christ's birth, we should intentionally take time to ponder the wonder of it all, even the words, to rejoice in them, and to respond in faith to all that God has done for us. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Glenn Sunshine. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org. Paying it forward. Great concept. But some people think good deeds alone are enough to get to heaven. Billy Graham knew that was not enough. Works will not save you. We have to do good works. We have to do everything we can for peace. We have to do everything we can to feed the hungry and to clothe the naked. We are told that in Scripture time after time after time. We have to do all of that. But that doesn't save our souls. So what will save our souls? There is a way. There are many roads that seem to be the right road. But the cross teaches us that there's one way. The blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on that cross can cleanse from all sin. It's the only way of salvation. And God is saying to you, I love you. Find out more about God's love for you at findpeacewithgod.net. From the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.